You're listening to Moments from the Mount, a podcast from Mount Calvary Lutheran Church and Pastor Benjamin Schaefer. This is a sermon that was recently preached in our congregation. You can learn more at mtcalvaryreading.org or watch a sermon there. Thanks for listening. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours in abundance. From God our Father, amen. The word of God for this Sunday is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 through 37. We continue our reading and study of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 21, You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, Do not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to his brother, Raka, is answerable to the Sanhedrin. But anyone who says, You fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still with him on the way, or he may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. I tell you the truth, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, Do not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. It has been said, Anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for marital unfaithfulness, causes her to become an adulteress, and anyone who marries the divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, Do not break your oath, but keep the oaths you have made to the Lord. But I tell you, Do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. Simply let your yes be yes, and your no, no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise be to you, O Christ. Amen. Dear friends, in March 2018, an online blog from National Public Radio made a little bit of a boo-boo. It was an embarrassing mistake that led to NPR's apology and a formal correction. What was the error of this blog? Well, on Good Friday... The blog identified the upcoming Sunday, Easter Sunday, as, quote, the day celebrating the idea 
that Jesus did not die and go to hell or purgatory or anywhere at all, but rather arose into heaven. It seems to be a growing problem in our society. People praise the Bible, but fewer and fewer actually read it or pay attention to what's in it. Consider these survey results. Fewer than half of all U.S. adults can name the four Gospels. A study of high school seniors revealed that 50% of high school seniors believe Sodom and Gomorrah were husband and wife. About 12% of adults believe that Joan of Arc was the wife of Noah. And to top it all off, 60% of Americans, 6 in 10 Americans, cannot list at least five of the Ten Commandments. And then Jesus says to us today, You have heard that it was said, but many people today haven't heard it. Or maybe we heard, but the memory isn't so sharp. God's Word calls us to repentance today, not because we are bad at Bible trivia, as if more facts would solve everything. Jesus himself calls us to repentance today for our slowness to hear and our struggles to obey him. And so, my friends, we have to ask ourselves the question today, have we heard what Jesus said? Have we heard it? And taken, to heart, taken it to heart. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus unpacks and expounds the law of God. Jesus did not come to abolish the law. God's law stands. God's law exposes error with laser precision. God's law drives us to Christ, our only hope. His gospel of full and free forgiveness, his gospel about a holiness that God gives to us, covers over us and all of our sins. Jesus said at the beginning of his Sermon on the Mount, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Jesus is the bread of life, and today we want to be filled with the righteousness that he alone can give. It's an alien righteousness coming from outside of us and covering over our sinfulness. And Jesus empowers then our righteous living after he's given us this righteousness by faith. And so as his disciples, we want to wrestle with the question today, have you heard what Jesus said? And then we can learn that careful listening leads to confident walking. Now, throughout this section, Jesus introduces uh, different topics. And we've got three topics under discussion today. And he introduces those topics by saying, you have heard that it was said to people long ago. And he quotes a Bible passage and goes into more detail. He was not saying that there was anything deficient with God's commands in the Old Testament. The problem was not with God's law. The problem was and continues to be with man's redefining of God's law. Careful listening is seldom found. 
It's easier to ignore God's standard and make up your own. It's easier to gloss over Bible passages and pretend that you got it all down. Have you heard what Jesus says? Careful listening means that anyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to judgment. Anyone. Anyone who hates his brother or sister or friend or neighbor or co-worker or boss. Anyone who does that is a murderer in God's sight. The anger that springs up in the heart is just as worthy of God's condemnation as the act of taking a human life. So watch out. Carefully listen to what Jesus says here. Is there someone you are angry with? Have they wronged you? Has hatred grown in your heart? Has a person taken something from you, scarred you in some way? Jesus encourages us to do what's right, to try and make things right. And in fact, he points out that, that, that someone may have a problem with us and we should leave the altar actually, leave church and go and deal with that issue. That's how serious it is. You and I come to church and we sing our hymns and our hallelujahs. Don't let hate grow in your life. Grudges and getting even will not bring you the peace you're looking for. Only Christ can do that. Have you heard what Jesus says? Listen carefully and then you can confidently walk as his forgiven child. God's love is the answer to hate. God's love poured down upon us in Jesus Christ. God's love overflowing in our hearts and our lives. Yes, that's the answer to any hate or anger that grows in our lives. An old farmer once had a large rock buried in his field. He was tired of breaking his plows on this rock, hidden beneath the surface. One day he decided to dig it up and to get rid of it. But he didn't have the heavy equipment to move the rock that was much bigger than he had originally thought. So in the cold of winter, he heaped piles and piles of wood and brush on top of this rock and started a blazing fire. The heat caused this huge rock to split into hundreds of tiny pieces. Love can do something similar with the anger we know and feel in our lives. The love of Jesus has the power to break up the anger and the hatred in our hearts and take it away. See, Jesus succeeded where we failed. Jesus never had an angry moment in his life and even prayed for his enemies as they nailed him to the cross. Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. See, his blood pouring out from the cross for every one of your angry, hate-filled moments. Believe that in that blood and in his love for you that spared you from eternal death, you do now possess the power to forgive others. Walk confidently in that knowledge. Let God's love melt our stony hearts. Have you heard what Jesus said? He goes on to talk about adultery and marriage. And he says, if your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. 
It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown in hell. Cut off your arm, cut off your hand, gouge out your eyes. That doesn't sound like the warm, fuzzy, smiley Jesus that we sometimes picture in our minds. Is Jesus in favor of self-mutilation? Does Jesus want us gouging out eyes and, and cutting off hands? Careful listening shows us that Jesus is not in favor of self-harm. Not at all. But Jesus is in favor of us doing everything we can to separate from evil. God is serious about how we treasure one another, male and female. Anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has committed adultery with her in his heart. You know the temptations of the human heart and the lure of the world around us. It seems so innocent. One look, one click, one text. What's the big deal? What's wrong with two consenting adults? We love each other after all. But God says differently. And how we treat divorce, it's, it was the same in Jesus' day. Just give her a certificate of divorce and, and send her away. No fault divorce. It's that simple. The rabbis of Jesus' day said you could divorce a woman if she burnt supper or got a bad haircut. And the excuses of today seem just as flimsy. Listen carefully to what Jesus says. Jesus never says that marriage is perfect, but marriage is a gift from God, and unfaithfulness to the marriage covenant is the only exception where God permits divorce. Listen to Jesus. Strike the word divorce from your marriage vocabulary and then walk confidently knowing that Christ has made you his bride. We, as believers in Jesus Christ, are his bride and he laid down his life for us. He went to extreme lengths, sacrificing himself, setting aside his own wants and saying to his Father, Your will be done. He gave his life for you and me, even for our sin of abusing his gift of marriage. Finally, the last section of our gospel lesson deals with the the swearing of oaths. You might think that in comparison to murder and hatred, uh, adultery and divorce, this last one seems a little bit mild. But I would propose that this last one is the toughest for us to understand and the one that wreaks the most havoc in our lives. Have you heard what Jesus says? He commands us not to swear oaths at all. Don't swear by anything in heaven or, or, or anything on earth. He does not prohibit the taking of oaths when you have to. For example, in a legal court or, or if you're in the military and you swear to uphold the U.S. Constitution. No, listen carefully what to what Jesus says. Simply let your yes be yes and your no, no. What's Jesus' point? People swore oaths and revealed that they could not be trusted in the first place. That's what Jesus is truly getting at, the sin that strikes at our daily lives. Are you a person of 
honesty and integrity? Do you lie to make yourself look better? Do you lie to make others look bad? Is every word from your mouth in line with the truth? Or do you find convenient ways to modify the truth? Do you lie by omission, leaving out the things that might be important? An honest man or woman is a rare thing in a world of liars. But let your light shine and be the salt of the earth, hunger and thirst for righteousness. And so we end where we began. Do we know the truth? Do we speak the truth? Yes, our society has what you would categorize as a biblical illiteracy problem. But the only way to combat that is to hear the voice of your good shepherd. Drink in the life-giving waters of his word and know that he has forgiven you your sins. Careful listening leads to confident walking and talking in the Lord. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard and keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.